In life, we have two choices, to experience or to exist. Every week, each of us makes that choice. To either seek a better way to live or to get by. Walk alongside me each week on the Strive, Seek, Find podcast as we continue to seek our own brilliant future. When dancing drunk around a fire, you're tempting fate. If you're not taking care of yourself now, you're doing the same. Welcome to the Strive, Seek, Find podcast. I'm your host, Chance Whitmore. It's been an interesting couple of weeks in the Whitmore household. School started with all the chaos that ensues as we moved from one schedule to five distinctly separate schedules. At the best of times, it's a sprint, and at the worst, it's running through the forest at night while your eyes closed, and then having to pick yourself up and wipe the blood off as you hit the trees. And then the special chaos arrived. I was called to school on day four to pick up my daughter because she wasn't feeling well. Normal year, no big deal. This year, tested, positive for COVID. Three days after that, my body started to crash, and a positive test soon followed. What's happened since has made for a discombobulated and interesting week. So as I sit here on my eighth, or is it ninth day, locked in my bedroom, I may sound a little preachy. Take all this for what it's worth. Now let's get started. I'm going to start with this. My family, as far as this goes, is damn lucky. I've listened to friends who've lost family members as of late from this damn disease. And while I empathize with those people, I cannot and will not speak to their experiences because they're not my own. By the same token, are, there are those who have experienced cold symptoms. That was also not my experience. If it's yours, congratulations. Crack a beer in your own honor. But I'm not speaking to that. What I will say is one of the things that makes us lucky is that our family has access to sick leave so that as this is hammered down on me and hammered down on my daughter, it hasn't also hammered down on the pocketbook as much as it would in some fields. Before I get into what we are experiencing, I'll tell you what we've been doing. All of my kids have been masked at school, even though it's not a requirement. I'll admit, both my wife and I are vaccinated, along with our oldest daughter, and I will be getting a booster when I'm eligible. We are out in the community because how with our jobs you can avoid exposure is beyond me, but we are hyper aware of crowds in our personal life. And I'm going to be really honest at this point, isn't that much different than what happened before because I am not a big fan of being surrounded by people at this point in my life. Which is to say, while I like going and doing things, I don't like people standing on my toes when I'm doing them. Could we be doing more? Certainly. My wife is masked at work. I was, before I got sick, mirroring the people I was talking to, but it seems wise to mask going forward but we were trying to balance the necessities of the life we're living alongside safety. 
Now on to experiences. We'll start with my middle daughter. She's a tough fifth grade kid, tries not to be needy. Spent two days crying and hurting whenever the Tylenol had kind of run out of her system, asking questions about why this happened to her when she had been trying to do things right. No good answer there. And I will tell you as a parent, and I think any parent out there will agree, there's nothing really worse than watching your kid hurt when there was nothing you can do about it. After that, her fever broke, and it was simply homework and boredom until she hit the end of her quarantine. And keeping a kid, as you can probably imagine, locked in her room for the most part, or outside in the backyard away from everybody, at a time where she feels good, is a chore. Let me just end with this fact that I'm really, really grateful that it was what it was with her. After reading some of the things I've read, I feel, I won't say lucky, but I will say that it's at the back of my mind how much worse it could have gotten. Before we get to my fun, a couple of things to stress. My wife is still in the clear. She's been tested to make sure twice in the last 10 days. My other two daughters have kept away from my middle daughter and I, so it looks like we're coming into a new week almost in the clear. Almost because of me. I'm in day seven, day eight, day nine. I'm unsure of quarantine at this point. I'd have to look at a calendar. I'm still feverish, but it's better. My headache's less constant. My stamina is shot. It is better because I'm below 102 degree fever. While I still have a fairly constant low-grade fever, I will take that over 102 any day of the week. I don't constantly need to be in a dark room to keep my head from pounding, and my focus is getting better. I'm not laid out in bed the entire time anymore, and I tell you, the first couple of days just laying there sweating was about as much fun as you can imagine. And I can't remember a time in my life where I've had a fever go for eight, nine, ten days without it breaking. I'm sure it happened sometime, but I don't remember a time. With the fever being lower, I can start to focus a little more, and I'm able to read rather than just listen to TV most of the time. My quarantine's over in just a couple of days, and I'm hoping that the fever breaks and I'm feeling better, because I'm really tired of being stuck in my bedroom. I'm really tired of hearing my wife and my sisters who work in the medical field remind me this isn't a tough it out thing, this is a need to get over it thing. And while I'm not going to pretend to have all the answers, I am really grateful that I was vaccinated when I look at the age of people that are going into the ICU with this right now, because I'm right in that sweet spot. Now, I'm going to be once again honest here. Like most people going into this, and I still am on a certain extent, I'm tired of fighting masking. I was tired of it six months ago. I'm fatigued from thinking about a disease and having it hang over our lives. I'm sick of feeling like life is spinning out of control and my kids are missing out on things that I really would like for them to have. So I've been taking shortcuts. I haven't been listening to my family in the medical field about how bad things were getting. 
right before this. On some level, I was mentally shrugging my shoulders and figuring, it's going to get all of us this year. Well, I was probably right on that. But I did some things that certainly helped along to make sure I did get it. And while the journey isn't over, I'm hoping I'm getting close. So as I sit in my little teeny world, my room of quarantine, I'm just asking you take care of yourself. Evaluate what you're doing. Take care of those around you. Because for, for this foreseeable future, that's going to have to be enough. Thanks for listening. Shoutouts. This week has been an honest reminder of the importance of tribe. Over the last week, people have been reaching out and offering help of all sorts. People from work, people I haven't talked to in a while, people nearby, people offering to help from everything from the podcast to people bringing food and checking on us. There are too many of you to name, but I want to say thank you. Thank you for the love and kindness and caring that's been shown to my family. And a special thank you to my wife, who has managed to corral my 10-year-old, corral my 4-year-old to someplace else, and still managed to keep herself and others healthy. She's done everything around here. I love you, dear. Worth mentioning, since I've been locked down this week, and because I've lacked the focus to read or work on anything for more than about 10 minutes at a time, there's been a lot of television. A lot of television going on in the background. Along the way, I rediscovered an amazing science fiction series, The Expanse on Amazon Prime. The Expanse is sci-fi that actually puts some stock in the science part of this. It still plays fast and loose on some things, but, but it isn't a world of faster than light travel and instant fixes to everything. The physics makes sense, including an understanding of how gravity works, by the way. But that isn't all that makes it amazing. It's filled to the brim with intensely flawed three-dimensional characters who grow and change over the course of the series. The conflicts are built around real problems, and the conflicts end up defining people making choices rather than being innately good or innately evil. And a great example of this is one of the core struggles between Earth, Mars, and the Belt, the outer colonies. What should be a simple issue of resource management is made much more complex by arrogance and hate. The impact is a world that is truly understandable because it is reflective of the real world with all of its beauty anger, and complexity. Seasons 1 through 5 are available on Prime right now, with Season 6 dropping this winter. You need to check them out. And let me just say, the character Amos, for all his dysfunction, may be one of the best characters in television right now. And that concludes this edition of Strive, Seek, Find. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode or would just like to support the podcast, here are a few ways you can do it. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. It will help bring more listeners to the podcast. If that isn't your style, you can buy me a coffee or purchase some merch. Links are in the podcast description. Finally, if you have ideas or feedback, please reach out to the Strive Seek Find page on Facebook or to at Chance Whitmore 5 on Twitter. 
Until next time, keep seeking your own brilliant future. Have a great day.